Many people believe that the most illegal things happening online happen on the dark web. But starting in 2009, users on the front page of the internet discovered a mystery, unraveling hidden messages to find references about hit jobs and assassinations. Did these online sleuths uncover a mercenary ring hiding in plain sight? Or were they led down a rabbit hole with no end? This week's episode is Lake City Quiet Pills, Reddit's First Unsolved Mystery. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. By the time everybody hears this, we're going to be in chilly San Francisco where the temperatures are in the 60s right now. It's 62 and windy. Oh, my goodness. That is music to my ears. Bring it on. And if you are interested in delicious weather and even more delicious comedy, come to Cobb's Comedy tonight, Wednesday, June 7th. And you're going to see full moon energy. I would tell you to come to Los Angeles this Friday, but it's sold out. So you cannot. But you can come to our other shows coming up. We're going to be in Boston, July 19th, Brooklyn, July 20th, and Washington, D.C., July 22nd, as well as some dates in August. So L.A. sold out. It's probably and by probably I'm hopeful it's the first of many sold out so- shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, you lost no cow. And that's OK. <laughs> in the great no cow, so cow battle next year. Or two years, whenever. whenever we're back, <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get it again. I've been stuck on, and this is very stupid. Go on. Do you think that Cobb's Comedy Club has a Cobb's salad <laughs> that they are very proud? That's what of? it's a. In most places, is a two item minimum. This is a two Cobb salad minimum. And you're like, <laughs> I one Cobb salad is plenty, and they're like, it's actually a you're two like, well, Cobb salad. You have to have two. If you want to see the line to the bathrooms around the block, but it's a great show. Uh, No, there's no. I mean, they may have a Cobb salad, but you don't have to eat it. You can just get a drink and have fun. You can, though, (laughs) if they have one. I have not looked at the menu. This is all speculation. We'll put it on the comment card. But nevertheless, go to SinisterHead.com slash live shows and see us wherever you can see us because it might be sold out. So get your tickets now. Get it now. Get a little hoodie on. Get a little hoodie on. Come out to the show. Oh, man. It's going to be like fall. I know. We're going to have to get our jackets. But yeah, I'm sending you to a web address. And today's entire episode is about a web address. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) This is our 241st episode. Yes, ma'am. Over the course of those, there's been several times where I'm like, I don't fully grasp what's happening here. This is one of those times. Just full transparency. I get it. I get it. (laughs) But like, I've watched a lot of videos and I'm still like this. I don't, I don't know if I really understand what's happening. I think the reason why is because I feel like you're cool and you don't spend a lot of time with your face (laughs) plugged down into like, and also like my younger years, I'd spent a lot of time like online and in HTML because I was making Backstreet Boys fan websites. You were. Did you know of this before 
we chose to discuss this? I had it. I had heard of it just as a listed on Reddit or, you know, when you see people post, you know, what's an unsolved mystery or what's something that's always gotten you? This was suggested by several different listeners. So because of that, we put it on to be voted by our Patreon subscribers at the Getting Into It tier. In May, they voted on this topic. So we're... We covered it at their behest. And in fact, I I didn't know that anybody would really know that much about it. And we had several people going, I'm watching the vote. I want to make sure that it wins Mm -hmm. because I'm really into it. So I think the reason why this is compelling is because I it happened almost entirely on the Internet. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it sounds well, nowadays, a lot of stuff happened on the Internet. But something as of 2007, 8, 9, when this was first emerging, our lives were not as parallel run online as they are now. And I just heard an expert True. talking about this. And you and I were talking about this, that you exist, you're born, you exist, you're here, you have a social security number, probably, yada, yada. But now we live in a society where there's a whole other place that you have to exist and it's online. And it's, mm-hmm. you have to have an email to go to the doctor. You have to have, you know, right? S- simple stuff that- To do most anything, taxes. you have to have some sort of an online presence. Exactly. So I think when we, it's like a separate world. So this whole mystery happens in this other world where you can have different names. You can make up who you are and your backstory. And I think this is a situation where people were very into it online and then started seeing and thinking it was wholly online and started seeing things in the real world that they're like- it's busted out. It's busted from the internet. Yeah, I get all that. What I, I guess, well, I'll comment as we Let's go. Let's do it. Because I don't want everyone thinking I am some granny that doesn't understand <laughs> how HTML and the internet works no. because that is not the case. Although I would like to just, uh, this unlocked a memory when we were like first starting out the podcast and I, asked something about Twitter and then you like texted me how Twitter works. And I was like, (laughs) um, I know how Twitter works, but thank you. Hey, and it was like, we didn't know each other. Like we knew each other, but not like we know each other now. And I was like, I don't think Heather thinks that I understand how Twitter works. (laughs) No, my thing is a a constant feeling like nobody understands what I'm saying. And so I just over explain, which means that nobody Mm. understands what I'm saying. And it's just a vicious cycle I've been trying to get out of for ah, 36 years. So it's fine. Well, you're I think you've uh, that was, you know, 2018. So over the past several years, it's you've. Definitely haven't done it as much. There you go. I've, and that's so you know, there you go. You get to know somebody and you're like, oh, you're probably asking this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, all that to say, if you've got questions along the way, I do too. So maybe I'll ask them for you, dear listener. And then Heather, who understands more about this, can explain it to us. Nerd. All. Hey, nerd, we have a question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's nerd. The thing that I don't understand is, um, or not that I don't understand it. I just think it would be a very complicated way to communicate the information that these people think is being communicated. So that's why I'm like, why do we have to make something out of everything? There it is. You know? Well, I'm sure everyone's on the edge of their seat now, just knowing what we're about to start getting into. So I'm Christy. (laughs) I'm Heather. And let's get into it. Reddit.com calls itself the front page of the internet. 
with a reported 1.6 billion monthly active users and a valuation of $10 billion. That's not really an overstatement. Since 2005, it has attracted users from all over the world to post, comment, upvote, and downvote discussions on a variety of topics organized into subject-based subpages called subreddits. From Am I the Asshole to Personal Finance to the Reddit Bureau of Investigation, this news aggregation, content rating, and discussion website has grown to the multi-million user powerhouse it is today. It's no wonder that Reddit receives so much traffic when users can get investment advice, relationship advice, recipes, hilarious videos, and so much more all vetted via upvotes or downvotes by other users. I feel like Reddit is the written version of what Zuckerberg et al. want the metaverse to be. Oh. They want like a place where you go, like the place to go. Well, where do I look? Yeah, the place that goes. It's like a one-stop shop. It's got everything you need. I've noticed when I was like, I Googled to, you know, buy something new. Like say I was going to buy a new crock pot. I'd be like, what crock pot to buy and on google it'll say reddit like it'll pop up mm-hmm. as a suggestion because people want that one-to-one non-paid true user experience yes. tommy is a frequent redditor he uh, and that's exactly if he was looking to buy a crock pot he would go to reddit mm-hmm. and be like what crock pot should i get because yeah no you're not getting paid Mm-mm. it's not like an amazon review where you may have received the product for free it's real people maybe right giving maybe real opinions but yes there's a a wealth of information there's a wealth of a lot of stuff of on reddit horrifying it's got the best and worst of the internet all right there for you it's, it's the world online like there's it is damn launched in 2005 in reddit's nascent days The website was also an even more controversial cesspool and made headlines about whether and to what extent the site would implement content controls for some of its most extreme subreddits. It was during this time of growth and controversy that one of the internet's first mysteries emerged. I also was interested in this because I'm interested in the history of the internet and and from an anthropological, sociological standpoint. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's fascinating. But to watch how stuff grows and how it was so few. I mean, there was no 1.6 billion a month, which is nuts that that many people use it. That number is, uh, yeah, jaw-dropping. First five, six years, it was this sort of fringe place. It was growing with users, but it did have, anybody could make any subreddit they wanted. And what I witnessed this all happening when I was an investment advisor. And so I, the question on that end is always like, well, how can we make money off of this? So Condi Nast, which owns like GQ and Vanity Fair and all that, I think came in and bought it. And then, you know, when you start having corporate overlords, they're like, I'm sorry, you have a subreddit called what was that? And it's yeah. slurs, swear words, obscenity, you know, whatever. And the worst stuff you can think of. And that's what it was before these corporate overlords kind of got involved. And it was bad back then. It was like 4chan. Yeah. yeah I mean, like there's Close. no really yeah. oversight. Anybody can post what they want, which means that almost anybody can see that. Because do you have to answer like, What's your birthday? I don't even think you do. I mean, on some subreddits, but like you can put in whatever you want. Yeah, you just go like, oh. There's not a person at the door (laughs) checking your card to make sure it's like legit. Like scan your ID before we let you see these tits. Mm -hmm. Like, no, they'll just show them to you. Yeah. 
The saga kicked off on July 17, 2009, with a post from a user called 2 to 6, which we're just going to call 2-6 from now on. The title was... The End of Religion of Peace. He died today. 2-6 was posting a eulogy for a fellow Redditor known as Religion of Peace. With millions of users on the site, it may have been strange that a single person's eulogy would get any attention. But Religion of Peace, or ROP for short, was a frequent user, posting and commenting almost daily across several forums. He could be found offering technical advice, regaling users with tales of military and war stories, and, most disturbingly of all, acting as a moderator to one of Reddit's most controversial subs, R. Jailbait. And really, R. Jailbait was the subreddit that got Reddit blown up and in the news. It was a lot of people hadn't heard about it until Anderson Cooper drug, and a couple years after this, drug one of the moderators. As he should. Oh, yeah. The name doesn't give it away. It is uh, pictures of girls, boys that are maybe of legal age, but at the very least, they sure don't look like it. And um, that's that. Yeah. Anderson Cooperson described it as, you know, fully clothed, but photos that were taken in public that probably the parents are not aware of. It was a PSA to parents, be aware of this. And that sort of helped kick off this big firestorm of shouldn't Reddit be locked down? Shouldn't it be moderated? And I would say it does. Certainly. That's one of my biggest fears as a parent is, I mean, I'm very um, like thoughtful about what pictures I post online of my own kids, but I talk with my mom friends a lot. Like just because you don't post something doesn't mean someone else doesn't post something. And in this day and age, like you don't have a lot of control. If you're in a public place yeah. and pictures are taken and and then what? You don't even know. Right. You know, I mean, you don't unless you happen to run across them or somebody sends them to you, you're not ever gonna know they're out no, there. Somebody puts their phone on silent and turns the flash off. You wouldn't know what was getting filmed, photoed, whatever of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the arguments that the disgusting people behind it tried to make was like, Well, it's nothing illegal. Everybody's clothed, they were in public, we took these photos, and you're like, What it's for the purpose of like you can What's the implication? Yes. Yeah, and also the name. It's not like, are, oh, aren't these kids so cute in their everyday normal clothes? And these pictures are totally innocent. Yeah, like there's an implication that this is used for something. And also, if you, they're minors. If you don't have the permission of parents, you can't post that stuff. Yeah, but, and at the time, Reddit goes, well, we don't really want to get into content based moderation. And then within a fairly short amount of time, but, too long, in my opinion, because it wasn't immediately like, we're shutting this down. It was like, mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, on second thought, yeah, maybe some things are pretty bad. And I was like, yeah, your corporate overlords were like, hey, man, yeah, you can't do this. You can't do this. This is all uh, uh, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis Ohanian. He, oh, he like created Reddit. He was like a part of all this. He was like making comments oh. at the time. That's how he made his big bucks was selling the company to, you know. The eulogy posted in July of 2009 read, I'm the person who provided religion of peace the space for that old guy's image host. 2-6 was referring to a website run by Religion of Peace that he promoted often across the pages of Reddit. A competitor to Imgur, that old guy's image host, or T-O-G-I-H, was an online image sharing and hosting service. Users could quickly upload an image they had saved locally on their device, then share the link with others. ROP posted about his site anytime another user mentioned needing a place to upload images. 
The site's URL was lakecityquietpills.com. A strange web address for sure, but one that no one seemed to question. Yeah, anytime when people would bitch and go, oh, I uploaded a picture and it's loading so slow, Religion of Peace was right there going, hey, I have my own page. If you just need a quick place to upload an image to share with a friend, I've got a page now. Mm-mm. Also, jailbait. He was like, hey, guys, do you yeah. need to upload your pictures? Yeah. I mean, to me, any type of CD picture uploading site is for one reason and one reason only, and that is porn. Right. Of some type. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the way he made it, it looked kind of, I mean, even for the day, it was primitive looking by those standards. And yeah, when you get like a no frills place that's like, you can upload anything you want. He did make a rule. He said, no kids, nothing illegal. I will shut you down. I own these servers. I am not going to jail. But he said, I don't have any content-based restrictions other than illegal. And so go for it. That's a lot of stuff that yeah. that can get posted. Right. There's a lot of really bad, unsettling Gruesome, horrifying things that don't fall under that category that still any one, any minor would have access to. Exactly. Yeah. Illegal, not a good line to draw. Like, that's, no. yeah, it's a an easy line to draw because you can look at the statute and see what it is, but it's not, it's not adequate. Mm-hmm. Sinisterhood will be right back. Beneath the title of his eulogy post from July of 2009, User 26 honored religion of peace using ROP's real name, Milo. It read in part Milo died today. He was 79 years old. He died at his desk looking at your site. Milo was a mean old fucker. It stated that Milo would be cremated without a service and his ashes scattered in Pennsylvania, near where he was born in 1930, making Milo 79 years old. His electronics were donated to veterans' charities, while 26 Gave the girl next door his raggedy old cat and most of his books. The post concluded, I don't know what else to say. I'll miss him, miserable bastard. Well, he sounds like a delight. I just a 79-year-old, like, I'll make a website. It's going to be called <laughs> That Old Guy's Image Host. You know what? Call it like it is, I guess. Miserable bastard who some young girl that lives next door to him just opens her door one day and there's... A guy standing up with a scraggly-ass-looking cat that's like, hey, you want this? Hey! Your neighbor died. Now it's yours. You want all these books? What books does a 79-year-old man have? Well, here is real into war stuff and shooting that's like, hey, little girl, you want a cat and a bunch of (laughs) army books? She's like, okay, maybe. Okay, sure. Some users who had interacted with ROP mourned him in the comments, while others were suspicious and immediately called it a hoax. Who was this new Redditor called 2-6, and what did his name mean? Was he really affiliated with ROP slash Milo and the image hosting website so many had come to rely upon? Not content to take anything at face value, Redditors across the site began digging into both users. And that's anybody on the internet. You know, it's like someone died and someone's like, I'm really sorry for your loss. Oh, man, I really commented with him a lot in like our tech supporter. I really this. And then someone just is like... Are you people are all idiots? This is yeah, a huge hoax. A hoax. He didn't die. <laughs> it's there's always those three categories. And the third one, you're like, man, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. I think some people, no matter what it is, they want it to be something like a mystery that they can solve because quite honestly, 
They're probably looking for something either just to do because they're <laughs> bored or to make them feel like there's some sort of vigilante or they're contributing to society in a way, keeping people safe, whatever the motivation may be. There is always, especially with Reddit, it's like, oh, not on our watch. Like they right. take it as like a, a job to like police the internet and all that goes on under Reddit. That's a good point that you make that. It's like their home. They say like, this is our home because you get badges in certain subreddits and flair. Mm -hmm. You get to be known in this place. It's a community. And that's a good point that you go, well, our community. And to see, and one of the articles I read for this was a, a media studies professor writing about how com online communities self-govern and like essentially what the reaction was to jailbait. But yeah, you're right. It's like this feeling of, and that's what she concluded of like self-policing and well, this is, you know, we want it to be nice and I want to be affiliated with this. I don't want to be affiliated with something that's bad. That's how I felt about Reddit because I found value out of it. And so when it was, oh, but we'll allow this horrible, you know, pornography or whatever, I thought, oh, well, I'm not really going to use that anymore because I don't want to be a Reddit mm -hmm. person who, but now that they clean all that up, you go, it's okay. It's like Twitter well, is now. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk, you dipshit. Google for five seconds what happens when you take away controls, the value of your company plummets. Yeah. And then whenever you put those controls in, you are worth $10.6 billion. With all the information provided throughout his daily post, Redditors investigated Religion of Peace, a.k.a. Milo's, various claims about his life. Milo's username was created on December 12th, 2007. He claimed in 2009 to be a 79-year-old military veteran who was born on a dirt farm in 1930. In his post, he railed against the media like CNN and Fox News. He swore at other users and berated them for offering what he perceived as bad technological advice. He also fought against spammers, complaining about them in multiple replies and writing comments directly to them that read, Fuck off and die. Which is how I will also now be signing off on all my emails. <laughs> Fuck off and die. He changed my email signature. We'll talk about feeling like a vigilante. Yeah, if someone would write like spam comments, rather than just report him, report them, he would go under them and be like, I know you're a spammer, you piece of shit. Fuck off and die, which was probably the most believably 79-year-old person thing to do. Yeah. Like that you're like, it's a spammer. They're they don't they don't know what you're saying. Yeah, but also some people were like if he was really 79, it's pretty uncharacteristic of most 79-year-old men to be technologically savvy, which he was. I mean, he was he posted on our technological advice all the time. He was all over the internet. He was criticizing people that gave bad technological advice. So we start to see that ah, does this whole character really make sense when you look at it? Yes, claiming boldly to be 79 is pretty, if you, you know, who knows, but it is statistically unlikely that a member of the greatest generation happened to pick up a computer and was prolific enough to then completely develop his own image hosting website. Yeah, it's not, it's not impossible. No. It is uncharacteristic. I would agree. A colorful picture emerged of an experienced veteran as Milo claimed to have been stationed in Palestine from 1946 to 1949. He claimed to have killed many, many, many people and to have stormed the beach at Normandy. As for his time on D-Day, Milo described it in part, saying, 
It sucked. I was an apprentice seaman on a troop ship. Miserable trip across. The day before we sailed out, weather really sucked. He went on to describe vomiting soldiers, he and his compatriots dodging gunfire, and summed up the experience, saying, It was a gruesome day. Mathematically, his presence at Normandy meant he would have joined the military at age 14, a fact many took at face value, not wanting to argue with an elderly war veteran. When questioned by more skeptical Redditors, Milo had claimed to have hit 5'9 at age 13, big enough to pass as grown-up, and put together some of my old odds and ends in a satchel before he boarded a train to Philly to enlist in the Navy. He claimed that back then, no one batted an eye if you said you didn't have a birth certificate or a driver's license. Other comments referred to his experience with CIA operations and high-profile assassinations. Oh, yeah. Some of those comments were like, let me tell you how it works whenever we go in with a a strike team, okay? And then would be very uh, militaristic into the descriptions. So that lent a sense of credence to what he was saying. Like, oh, maybe he was in the military. I, just from these quotes (laughs) that we've pulled. That it sucked? (laughs) Call me crazy. I don't know a ton of 79-year-old people That you sucked so many times. There's at least twice in just two sentences he's described something as it sucked, which isn't (laughs) – that's like a young person's way of describing something. It did not come about as that type of uh, usage until the 90s probably. I remember getting in trouble for saying something sucked, that my dad thought that was filthy and that I could not Mm. say that at home. We could say shut up. also use swear words, but if I said something sucked, he'd be like – Don't say that. Come on. That was the worst. Sucked. Got him. But you're right. I don't imagine an older person that if you were like, hey, ma'am, I wanted to get, go ahead and get you this like bread pudding. She's like, this sucks. (laughs) This sucks. Now, when I'm an old lady. (laughs) If you're like, grandpa, could you tell me about the war? What was the weather like when you were, you know, storming the beach at Normandy? Well, it sucked. (laughs) I mean, weather. (laughs) Well, the rain was coming down and she, it seems like it'd be a lot more poetic and less casual he's like the weather sucked i felt like tom holland doing the lip sync battle to rihanna's umbrella (laughs) there was rain everywhere you know what i'm saying with tom was looking lit fam oh man that video hit so good i watched that just recently tom holland we know you you listen and uh, Zendaya, we know you listen to. We love, we love you, both, you both. So um, <laughs> you killed it both in that in that episode, actually. They did indeed. But yeah, I get you. You're right. It's a. Uh, this is where I think the person who jumped the gun and went, "This is bullshit." In the very first comment, maybe wasn't crazy, but if it were somebody making up an avatar, as you would you maybe call it, like this character of Milo. Mm-hmm. You and I and Paris and Tommy have begun role-playing with one another in the <laughs> evenings. Okay. Some clarification is needed because <laughs> it sounds as if we've taken all of our relationships <laughs> to the next level. We're playing a game called Nowhereville that is a role-playing game. And we have all – Tommy is the leader. What game is Game master. Game master. And uh, me, you, and Paris all have characters. I'm yes. Barb. I'm Sheila. <laughs> and Paris is CK. Yes. Not to so be confused we- with CK1. Please, it's a whole thing. Don't yeah, get him he's- started on it. 
he received a cease and desist. But we had to create our avatars, right? We've had to say, like, when were they born? What are their experiences? Mm-hmm. How do they talk? And Tommy will say, oh, do you think your character would act that way? Or, like, you get reward points. So it almost feels to me like that of, like, establishing a birthday, establishing experiences, establishing interests that... But written from a perspective of someone that doesn't quite have the nuance to do all the checks and balances to make sure it all is going to add up. Yeah, when you're making up a fake story like this, you really got to do a little bit of diligence. Mm -hmm. It was as if, well, I think I told you the story when I was in seventh grade and we all had to read stories. And I read the one about the woman being hit by a bus repeatedly, which, all right. But a classmate of mine- you read it repeatedly or she was hit by the bus repeatedly? I only read it once. The incidents occurred in the story. She was hit multiple times by a bus? I think so. I don't recall the exact plot, but it was... <laughs> well, goddamn. If once you're hit once, it's weird to be hit again. One bus was hitting multiple people. And nevertheless, this other girl read a story about World War II, ironically, and mentioned the from the it was a first person narrative and she was writing it from the perspective of someone who was on the run from the troops and she claimed that quote i felt i jumped on the ground i believe we'd been told to be specific in our writing and said she hid under a bunch of garbage piles and was her blocked by a hefty bag and my parents <laughs> got very tickled because they did not have hefty brand <laughs> trash bags in world war ii and so i think you just have to check these details mm-hmm. where if you're going to say, well, I'm born in 1930 and I stormed the beaches when they're like, did you hit puberty or what's mathematically yeah. this isn't working? I think, you know, I wasn't alive back then, obviously, but I imagine it was much easier to enlist and people did enlist oh, as yeah. underage people with either fake documents or no documents. And like they said, nobody really batted an eye. But to me, this all reads as someone that has heard stories or read stuff and they're writing about a person that they think would have this story, not first person. Yeah, it sounds like they watched Saving Private Ryan and were yeah, like, how yeah, yeah. I would feel if I was Tom Hanks. Yes. By July of 2009, Milo slash ROP was dead. When looking into 2.6, the username who posted the eulogy, Redditors initially found a similar username on the news aggregator and message board website, FARC.com, a page somewhat similar to Reddit. The user on FARC was called Angel26. His profile had been created October 2001, and his bio read, Dispensing Lake City quiet pills to lousy bastards in need of permanent rest since 1968. Angel26's email address was listed on FARC as Angel.2.6 at LakeCityQuietPills.com. With this connection, the curious Redditors turned to the HTML code of LakeCityQuietPills.com and searched for answers. Beneath the code, they found some strange messages. Can we all just agree that LakeCityQuietPills.com sounds like CalicoCutPants.com and you gotta (laughs) give? You gotta give! (laughs) I kept thinking about that during this. You're like, do you know LakeCityQuietPills.com? It's a secret website I set up. If you <laughs> haven't watched, I think you should leave. Please go watch oh, it on yeah. Netflix. Season three just came out. Yes. So you can watch that as well. Yeah, you get all caught up. But it's uh, just, it's quite a mouthful, LakeCityQuietPills.com. It it's, it's a lot, especially if you're trying to be secretive. <laughs> True. And, uh, you know, 
I feel like Angel 26 felt pretty badass. Dispensing Lake City quiet pills. I feel like the type of person that says lousy bastards. They're the type of person that says fuck off and die to spammers too. <laughs> yeah. And lousy bastards does sound like something an old salty like war veteran would say. But it also sounds like something a 14-year-old might think that an old person like that says. Right. Or somebody born, maybe that they weren't born in 1930, but they were born in 1968, and they would be willing to say something like Mm -hmm. that. Sinisterhood, we'll be right back. First, Redditors question the reference to Lake City. One user pointed out that a search for Lake City brought up information related to the military, writing, Note. Lake City makes ammunition for the DOD. This referred to the Lake City Army Ammunition Plant, a 3,935-acre U.S. government-owned facility in Independence, Missouri. Users reasoned that the term quiet pills referred to bullets. And there were several commenters that said, oh, well, we used to call in the military, we called them sleeping pills or quiet pills, but some some military-issue Bullets say Lake City on the side. So you'd be like, I gave him a little lit. It's like a knuckle sandwich, but you mean punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. And all of that can be verified. This is all true. Yes. Hidden beneath the code that comprised the site's structure, Redditors found what they eventually interpreted to be job assignments for contract killers or soldiers for hire. The lines of text specified a location, required language fluency, and whether it was a deal breaker if the candidate had outstanding warrants or not. For example, Spanish speaking, no papers required, no records kept, four week paid sequester if refused, Italian slash Spanish speakers. Need, formed group, eight to 10, single op, delive bonus, gentleman's agreement insurance, immediate need. So if you're reading through the code and you see this just mixed in with a bunch of stuff, it would stand out as, oh, this sounds as if. Uh, someone's trying to communicate a message in a secret way. Right, yeah. I think they were just kind of digging around going, well, you know, like, if the only thing that we can find that's connecting the religion of peace and 2-6 is this angel 2-6 and the website, and that's, it makes sense to go in there, and then you can see where in the code it says end way back toolbar insert, and I believe someone mentioned that can help keep web scrapers from going on and scraping it or it just looked like honestly to me they had just hit you know enter a bunch of times got to the very very bottom of the code Mm -hmm. and just plugged it in back there but this was not at the time to my knowledge uh, a frequently used thing of like meet me in the html code and i'll send you a message but if you knew it's one of those things that if you know you know so if you know that's where you're supposed to find it then that'd be a great place to hide it it's also In my opinion, and, you know, I don't go looking at HTML code often, but you could. So it's not like it's completely unaccessible by just regular people, by normies. Yeah, you just need to know what button to push on your web browser at the time or know to take the link and put it into, you know, back in the day, they used to have kind of like interfaces that you could develop a website on a desktop application that would also interface with a website, but reverse, you could put a website in there and it would show Mm -hmm. you basically look under the look under the hood. So yeah, you you could see it. It, It's not completely hidden. It's just one of those where like, if you were just going to pop on the website to upload an image, you likely wouldn't think to like right click and dig around. 
At the end of several lines of job descriptions, the page read, Shade is maintaining the calendar and access to the file dump. Angel has the job postings for EU and Asia. We aren't sending anyone to ME. No one. Don't ask for listings. Internet sleuths supposed that Shade was responsible for organizing jobs, and Angel was likely Angel26, the user from Fark and Reddit with the Lake City Quiet Pills email address. Yeah, now you see job postings. So this is just confirming when people first see those lines, you're like, oh, I wonder what this means. And it says job postings for EU and Asia. Middle, I imagine ME is Middle East. Yeah, I because I don't think they're going to be talking about anywhere in the United States necessarily. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that it says Shade is maintaining the calendar. Listen, give your availability to Shade. It's like when we try to plan people's shifts at Magic Time Machine. Or plan a improv practice. Yes. God damn. It's like He's hurting send cats. <laughs> what was it? A doodle. Yeah. Shade will be sending a doodle to everyone. <laughs> Please provide your assassination availability to Shade. Mm-hmm. Angel's got all the job postings, so if there, if you need to request any time off or you're traveling and you can't do anything, make sure you let Angel know. Reach out to Angel. That's but what he's there for. Do not ask to go to the Middle East. We're not doing it, everyone. Stop, Just y'all. stop asking. Come on. <laughs> In subsequent hidden messages, they found a text breaking the news of Milo's demise. Redditors following the story were enthralled when they checked back frequently to find these messages embedded secretly within the site's HTML code. On November 14, 2009, a new message appeared. This text was not capitalized, punctuated, or spelled properly. It read, Milo's will cleared probate. Surprise, Milo was loaded. Email Shade if we sent you out in 2005 to 2009. Shade will have checks cut for you. Amount is by how many times, not by pay total. Small share is 3 to 4K. Once again, there was a reference to the name Shade. And again, reference to jobs and payouts fueled speculation that these messages referred to hitmen or mercenaries for hire. Well, Milo's probate wish is to make whole everyone who would work for him and give him a little bonus. Well, isn't that nice? I mean, he sounds like he's got some good management skills. All of this appears that if you are, if you do stumble upon this, I would think, oh my God, I have stumbled into the wrong part of the web. I should not be seeing this. Right. And that's what people were saying nowadays. You know, you go, oh, well, that would be all on like a tour or an onion browser. That's going to be on the deep web. Two things, most likely, certainly. But back then, it wasn't. It was like this where you kind of had to ramshackle, put things together because just the, Technology itself was not as developed, as ubiquitous and accessible as it is now. So I I don't think it would have been out of the realm of possibilities for people to be conducting illegal shit online in a place where they think nobody's looking. Hide in plain sight. I think it's very likely that something like this could happen and does happen. Mm -hmm. The next message hidden in the code came January 12th, 2010. This one was also misspelled and not capitalized. It read... Happy New Year, everyone. We're having a birthday party for the old man on the 19th. Party starts at 1500 at the usual. Send your RSVP to Shade. FYI, we're booking a room for three days for anyone coming from out of area and overnight for locals. Come hoist one for Dutch Milo. Well, this is nice. They're having a party. I love assassins with a heart of gold that are like, <laughs> guys, we got a little money left over from the probate. We're going to have a party. Okay. You know what? Business we have all been working so hard and we really deserve some time off just to kick our feet up and relax, 
share stories, see what everybody's been up to. So we're going to have a party and it starts at 1500 at the usual. At the usual. Everybody knows all fun parties start at 3 p.m. Because <laughs> that's 1500 hours is 3 p.m. <laughs> that's when I start all my parties. Let's get lit, fam. We're going. We're starting at 1500. <laughs> Meet me at the usual. After that, a message on January 18th, 2010 provided further details on what Web Sleuths now believed to be a meetup for hitmen. It read, We got 38 rooms in the Marriott on 46. Shade has the key cards for locals. Pick up at the party. Give your travel name to the desk and that's it. No ID needed since we're covering the bill. Keep the room service under 500, okay? The phones there are not secure. Bus from the hotel leaves at 1330. Car service vouchers for return trip when you're ready to crash. Don't DUI. I love this. <laughs> this isn't okay. more organized than bachelorette trips I've been on. <laughs> 38 rooms? At the Marriott. Are y'all sharing? Is Does everyone get their own room? Are there 38 people invited or some people doubling up and there's like 100 people coming to this? I like to imagine it's whatever 38 times 2 is, and they each had roommates picked specifically for them by shade based on similar interests. Oh, they match them <laughs> up. Yes. It's like, the, don't room you with your bestie. We really want people to find a new connection on this retreat, yes. so we're going to pair everybody up, and every night we're going to have a little like get-together <laughs> where you get to ask your new roomie like five questions to know about them. By the end, everyone has a new friend. You come out and you present what you learn about your best friend. <laughs> I know you don't know each other well now. That's okay. We have icebreakers for you all. Not mm -hmm. you, actual icebreaker. I know that's your hitman name, but not you. <laughs> it's a game that we all play. <laughs> Go pick a piece of paper out of that fishbowl, and then whatever the prompt is, just sit there and talk about it for a few minutes. And then when one of you's finished, the other one switches. You're like, it's two truths and a lie. So you would say, I've killed someone with piano wire. I've never killed someone with piano wire. I've killed someone with a piano. And then they choose. You I'm going to say, Rob, I'm going to say that you had the lie. You've you've killed so many people. There's no way you haven't <laughs> killed somebody with piano wire. That's the lie. <sighs> That's right. Oh, you got me. <laughs> I feel so close to you now. Oh, I feel so close to you. You want to go kill somebody together? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fluffy for a hitman, a hitman meetup. Five hundred dollars a day for uh, room service is a good little stipend. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah, I could. It would be hard. I could eventually spend that much. It'd be a lot of drinks and just like five steaks per night. One hundred fifty-five <laughs> steaks. You, everybody gets a steak. Fifty-five pies. Fifty-five pizzas. <laughs> And since second, I think you should leave reference of the day. Yes. Yep. We're All going for broke on this one. I Watch will say, it. though, some of it sounds as if it's a real, like, you know, advice about a party. Other of it does, other parts do sound coded. So if you're trying to sound coded, it feels like they didn't fully understand the assignment. Like, it should be more surreptitious. Travel name stuck out to a lot of people online of like, well, if it weren't Hitman, why did they have travel names? I don't know. Maybe it's celebrities. Oh, give your travel name to the desk. Yeah. And no ID needed. So basically, give a fake name. Don't show ID since we're covering the bill. Yeah. So first of all, 
hotels don't work like that. Like if you're checking into a room, <laughs> even if it's been booked by someone else, you have to show your ID. We do I it imagine. all the time. <laughs> I like to think about this bus trip, though, is that the bus driver's like, oh, it's a charter bus. Where, where are you? How do you guys all know each other? And they're like, <laughs> work, work. Yeah. Uh, colleague, <laughs> we work together. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, this is all- don't DUI is how every uh, mass party invite has to be ended from now on. Oh, it's true. Yeah. And that's just good advice. Don't mm-hmm. DUI. Don't Everybody DUI. should provide buses like this w- wonderful group. I think the person behind these messages, I am envisioning it as Dan Aykroyd from Gross Point Blank because it's all about <laughs> this is like the plot of Gross Point Blank. Am I on to something? I'll save Are it. Are you on to so- something or is that a quote from the movie? No, that's my question is oh. I'll save my so I'll save it for so what do we think? But a new theory is now bubbling in my head. Oh, Continue. OK. All right. It's bubbling. With this new message, Redditors began trying to track the party. They interpreted the Marriott on 46 to be the Marriott in New York City. But then, the next day, something unbelievable happened. Mahmoud al-Mabou was working as a high-level weapons dealer for Hamas, the Palestinian group. Traveling alone in Dubai, al-Mabou was assassinated by a coordinated group of nearly two dozen killers at the hotel where he was staying. The date of the assassination was January 19th, the same day as the planned party referenced in the Hidden Lake City Quiet Pills website code. The assassination made headlines across the world, and curious Redditors began connecting the dots. Was the so-called party at the Marriott actually code for the assassination at the hotel in Dubai? That was the theory on Reddit, especially when some of the killers were provided with debit cards tied to the United States. But soon it became clear that the Israeli agency Mossad was responsible, and the tie to LakeCityQuietPills.com was unclear, if it existed at all. But I think this was the moment where everybody that was sort of kind of poking around in the code and going, did you see the thing about the party? Yeah. What do you think 38 rooms means? What do you think this means? And then that news came out, and it was whoever made that connection of, we thought this was a Hitman party going on, and now Hitman party, name of a great band. (laughs) I'm inventing now. Hey, guys, we're Hitman Party. But whoever made that connection between this Hitman Party is happening on the 19th and this high-level person was assassinated on the 19th by a lot of people. Like, 17 people were all involved. It was a wild amount. When I watched kind of a a breakdown, an animation of it all, and the people that were involved in this hotel, and when, you know, later video captured, like, where they were stationed throughout the hotel and watching Almabu, it does it one terrifying to just think at any time any seventeen people could just be watching what you're doing and waiting to kill you. Also, don't be a terrorist, but you know, yeah, I mean, right. Then, then you don't have to worry about it. An arms but dealer to a, Iran, yeah. What? What'd you say? I, yeah, he was a pretty major arms dealer. Yeah, yeah. But when you realize they had these U.S debit cards a lot of them are traced back to um a city not far from lake city Mm -hmm. it all starts to make you think right and if you're like you said i'm gonna look into this i'm gonna be the one to look into this nobody else is looking into this then you start thinking oh i'm right oh shit like look at this headline Mm -hmm. sinisterhood we'll be right back the next message in the LCQP site code came February 2nd, days after the party at the Marriott had allegedly ended. It itemized expenses for the party, 
including $8,300 for dancers, $4,834 for hotel rooms, and $180 for med supplies. Though there was a note that... Fat Tommy and Stu were okay, too. In the end, the party's total was $94,080, with the message ending... You all did Dutch Milo proud. Thanks. Some users believed these were totals for expenses at an actual party. Others believed it was a long and elaborate code for something else entirely, though no one definitively deciphered what else it could mean. Yeah, I mean, the numbers don't have dollar signs in front of it, but our brains automatically say, for this, for this. So I would assume it was, a, it sounded like an itemized receipt for the party, but it could be a code. All I care about is that Fat Tommy and Stu are okay, because God damn, they really partied hard and we were all a little concerned. I was very worried. <laughs> Tall Tommy <laughs> is not okay, but Fat Tommy and Stu are fine. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. The mystery remained on Reddit with different users analyzing every line of code in every corner of the LakeCityQuietPills.com website. Meanwhile, LCQP still operated as an image hosting site. Based on the cryptic messages hidden in the site, the rumor persisted that the website was not truly an image host. That was simply a cover. In reality, it was supposedly a job board for mercenaries and soldiers for hire all the while serving publicly as a homegrown image host. Years passed, but the mystery only grew across the various corners of Reddit. From WTF to the RBI subreddit, which stands for Reddit Bureau of Investigation, theories were traded and evidence was presented. One user in RBI dug around in the LCQP website's deeper folders and discovered a long set of numbers. Another user took those numbers and determined they were coordinates to the following locations. A small airfield in Tzavsky, Russia, the middle of the desert in Libya, which had some strange circular structures nearby, and a different stretch of desert in Sudan, also with similar structures. The circular structures could have been agricultural, but the series of coordinates was strange and only served to further fuel speculation. And you see camaraderie come about between these commenters where someone said, okay, I got all the numbers. Here they all are. And then someone else is like, okay, working on it. I'm going to do the first half. And then someone else jumps in and is like, I'll do the second half. We'll work on deciphering them. And then they report back and check in with each other. It, it's a, a sub-community of a community investigating a mystery out of the big community. It all just, they all find each other. They all find each other. Everybody's looking for someone to connect to. And I, like I said, people like to feel like they're contributing to society in a meaningful way. Or people like to put other people on blast and, you know, really blow up people's lives. And that's basically the two sides of the internet that you have. <laughs> it's true to be like, we're looking into this for my own gain. And also, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there? I'm going to tell somebody. <laughs> Perhaps because of the new hordes of eyeballs on them, Lake City Quiet Pills website code became encrypted, so users had no more messages to attempt to decipher. Eventually, in 2017, LakeCityQuietPills.com was gone for good. Some believed that that was the end of the mystery, until it reached a wider audience just two years later. In 2019, the YouTuber Barely Sociable ignited a wider interest in the mystery by creating a video laying out the information discovered so far. The video provided a thorough timeline of the events and included an update, 
the Religion of Peace username showed activity in 2019. Similarly, the 2.6 username posted in a private subreddit the same year. It was clear, though the LCQP website had been gone for years, the users were apparently still active on Reddit. The video concluded that, Likely, what I think this was, was a group of military contract workers. As to what these guys were involved in, that's next to impossible to say. He also concluded it was not a hoax. The video gained hundreds of thousands of views and brought more attention to the mystery. More folks became convinced this was something awful happening in plain sight. One commenter wrote, Imagine being just some Redditor trying to figure out what was going on with some dude, and then you uncover some hidden merc ring of professional assassins. I'd fear for my life. That's what I'm saying. I don't... <laughs> Don't go sticking your nose in places sometime. You know, I mean, but you're also, you're doing, you're doing good work because if this is a real thing, then we, you know, you want it to be exposed. Right. I I guess (laughs) that's for you to decide because then perhaps you're their next target. Right. I don't want to be the next target. But yeah, a lot of the comments are basically, oh my gosh, or I remember hearing something about this, or I definitely think it's an assassination. There are some that are more uh, skeptical, but majority of them are jumping in trying to offer their knowledge, including that Milo might be an acronym for, um, you know, a military, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, or any type of expertise. But for the most part, it wasn't too much skepticism. It was, oh, holy shit, Reddit has come up with something. Another commenter offered, LCQP was likely a Blackwater comm site. They had a bit of a reputation for that sort of thing. Off-book work wasn't uncommon. I know a guy who did IT for them in the early 2000s said they had all sorts of weird sites. Some were disguised as photography, some were about pets, and some were, well, porn. The use of LCQP's main page to host images, some of which were pornographic, seemed to fuel speculation that the government or military contractors were involved. And that's what some people were like, well, you know, you can hide secret information within the layers and files of videos and photos that Mm -hmm. the average person, you know, jacking off to them wouldn't know that there was a secret location (laughs) in there. But if you took it and knew how to extract the data, Al Qaeda got caught doing this where there there's, it's coordinates, it's sites. I mean, it really is information. So maybe do you look, make it look bumbling and silly by going, we're going to have a party, but really With secret- intentional misspellings and whatnot. Right. To go, oh, it's just a bunch of yahoos on Reddit when really the CIA is like, yeah, it's great. We keep an eye on people. And also we just use this website. People think they know about it. They know nothing. If it is the government, it's kind of a kill two birds with one stone type of thing. Right. You put up pictures that people shouldn't be looking at. You lure them in. It's kind of a sting operation. At the same time, you're getting to hide code in there for people that are are looking for it. And I think that's what people are like, well, it would make sense because you could do both of those things and they would both benefit Mm -hmm. the same cause. Then on December 26, 2019, Barely Sociable tweeted something interesting, seemingly changing his tune and bringing the whole mystery crashing down. The first tweet in his thread read, Been holding my tongue on this for a while, but Lake City Quiet Pills was a hoax made by a hardcore role player on Second Life. His name was Trent Katsu. Second Life referred to the online game that allows you to create an avatar for yourself 
then interact with other users within an online virtual world. I've heard of this because of The Office. <laughs> I knew you were going to say yeah, that. And that's, uh, that's my first thought whenever somebody mentions Second Life is that episode as well. It's so great. Jim's She's got a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Dwight is himself, but he is, isn't he the manager and he can fly? That's like yes, the only two differences. Fly. And he creates Second Second Life. So people in Second Life, their avatars can have another life after that. And Jim's oh. like, that's so far removed. <laughs> but this is like Second Second Life. Yeah, it is. And I've never played Second Life. We are playing Nowhereville. No big deal. <laughs> but that's not online. I've known people that have been into this, though. And, you know, I mean, Tommy is a huge gamer. It is a way for people to escape if that's what you're looking to do. I remember watching an episode of Intervention and they were intervening with this young guy that he was obsessed with Second Life. And it was his whole, you know, that was his whole world. And so when the lines between like your online world and reality get blurred, that can become problematic. So if this guy is just super into this and this is part of like that storyline, well, first, did you take it too far? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think maybe you did. But at some point, do you then realize I've taken this too far and I've got it shut it down? And barely sociable is actually the person behind this, and they're trying to come clean. <laughs> they're all connecting it. Well, I think I, I wonder if because what happened is this video came out, barely sociable's video came out, and they were one of the very first people to really talk about this on a non Reddit, more mainstream thing, you know, more mainstream mm -hmm. format. And because of that, a ton more people were interested. I think a ton more people flooded the subreddit. A ton more people started digging into it. And so do you look at your comment section and go, well, in my subsequent research, I found this information out in the comment section. Oh, holy shit. Everybody's buying this hook, line, and sinker. Because mm -hmm. nothing as far as like, I've solved this is at the end of his YouTube video. His YouTube video ends is, this was definitely military contractors. I really don't think this was a hoax. What do you think? Tell me in the comments. What do you think? Tell us in the comments. Yeah. I mean... I think that there's his theory is makes sense. I think like with any content creator, there's always the chance that you're posting something just because you want likes, attention, followers, you know, I mean, that's why you create content. Yeah, I can't say that if I had at this point, I believe his YouTube video has like 2.3 million views that if you know, if you have a YouTube video with that many views on it. I think I would probably add a tag video, a second video, but it, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I would do. But it's not my page. So you can make it. There's plenty of uh, topics that we cover and just move down, m move on, move on. Sinister Hood will be right back. Barely Sociable accused the real person behind all the usernames from Religion of Peace to Angel 26 and almost everyone in between of all being run by a single man working as a technical writer based in New York. Barely Sociable pointed out that Trent was a furry role player on Second Life and suggested those involved were into swinger parties. He added, I know this all sounds nuts, but I just couldn't be bothered to make another video on the topic. Well, we've taken a turn. <laughs> well, he buried the lead a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, like, my... My theories start to kind of diverge. Okay. 
I think it's really easy for someone to say, this person is just on Second Life and throw out these buzzwords that can be controversial and perhaps taboo, like furry, swinger, and all of this stuff to kind of like, like you said, bury the lead or kind of cover it up. Or is it really just some some young dude on Second Life that's just having some fun? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it is a, uh, there's a sex element to it, I'm sure, probably. I think there's a sex element to um, all of this. Oh, to everything, always, yeah. To, to m- most but everything. definitely this. Especially on the internet, especially on Reddit. But if you're hiding shit in code, in, you know, forums on online, it's either sex, drugs, murder. That's probably, we can nail, nail it down to one of those three. Exactly. Or all three. Barely sociable accused users on a message board, disgustingly called drunken stepfather, of helping Milo slash Trent slash ROP Keep the mercenary legend associated with Lake City Quiet Pills alive, as they liked using his website to host their pornographic images. He alleged they have moved to a secure server on the deep web. Barely Sociable concluded his Twitter thread by saying, Keep in mind, the guy who was ROP pretended to be a military vet for respect on Reddit. That's the saddest and most disrespectful shit ever. I would agree with that. That's definitely gross. I think Barely Sociable is on to something. I think, yeah, Barely Sociable. And they, and to his credit, he said uh, in the top comment on his video, it says, I've been doing a lot more information, uh, a lot more research. I think I found a real world connection. So all praise goes to Barely Sociable and this next YouTuber we're going to talk to, Nexpo, who really went in and dug their hands deep into the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. it. And these are things that, you, it's a certain individual that can dig deep into these. I'm not going to go dig deep into this stuff because I don't want to see the type of stuff I'm probably going to find. So people that can stomach that to try and, you know, bring awareness to the masses, good for you. An even more thorough video on the events came from YouTuber Nexpo in 2022. This hour-long dive into the mystery concluded with Nexpo hiring a private investigator to determine the real identity of Religion of Peace slash Milo slash Angel 26 slash Trent. Would it come to light that he was a mercenary, an 80-year-old military vet, or a furry role player on Second Life? Throughout a series of connections, Nexpo concluded that the one man behind most, if not all, of the related usernames was indeed a technical writer from New Jersey named Mike A. Among the connected series of websites, Nexpo also uncovered archived versions of the LCQP website back to 2004, as well as a related website called crystalwind.com. Nexpo tracked every supposed user who had been in charge of Lake City Quiet Pills in the years since ROP's alleged death. It seemed each one had been run by Mike, who was very much alive and definitely not an 80-year-old World War II veteran. Inside the directory of one of the sites, Nexpo found files depicting 3D models of a woman. In one image, she is lying down, wearing a bikini, tied to an experiment table. In another, she's inside a full-body-sized tank full of water. Nexpo calls it... Some sort of fetish thing. Nexpo's video connects the online footprint of Mike to Lake City Quiet Pills, Angel 26, and Trent. 
And I think that that directory that Nexpo found inside, those looked to me like Second Life characters. They looked like skins that you would put on Second Life characters, the 3D models. And then there was also another that was almost like a big browsing page where you could select things for your avatars that were some creepy, like a blindfold or earplug. So I was like, I think you're running a thing so people can download stuff so that their Second Life characters can fuck including one of those folders said blue fur, which relates back to what Barely Sociable said of this person was a furry. It all seems to tie together. So that these two YouTubers are like, well, when you dig down into it, I love also shout out to Nexpo for being like, I'm going to hire a private investigator. And they're like, <laughs> private investigating service. How can I help you? We track down <laughs> cheating spouses or long lost relatives. How can we help you? You're like, well, well, have I got a story for you? I need you to find an 80 year old World War II veteran that runs a nudie photo slash mercenary job board website all in one. All it's a one stop shop, much like Sucklerberg wishes everything was. <laughs> it's what Lake City Quiet Pills is what the metaverse should be. It's not <laughs> at all. I take that back. In 2022, Religion of Peace made a final appearance on Reddit. He upvoted a post on our funny animals called Cowbrush Post being installed. That was the last he has been heard of. I mean, you can't well, I say- hope. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. I also follow our funny animals. So I don't think I saw this one. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I'll put it on our Instagram. It's a real cute picture of cows just rubbing up against a brush. Scratching themselves. Yeah, brush mm-hmm. post. You can't. He was up late at night and was like, I got to give him the upvote. <laughs> Gotta do it. Come on. <laughs> you gave away everything. Everything. For over a, a cow brushing himself <laughs> against a post. Was it worth it? You tell us. I'll put the picture on Instagram. I think so. It's very <laughs> cute. With the person responsible likely identified as a New Jersey technical writer named Mike A. That leaves speculation as to what was really going on with the site. What has been called Reddit's first mystery remains partially unsolved and theories continue to swirl. As recently as three months ago, commoners were trying to link the LCQP crew to events like the assassination of Haiti's president in July of 2021. I mean, saying it with almost certainty of like, well, we know so-and-so's in jail, and they were part of this assassination crew, and they did this job in 2021, so it's probably not... like. See, uh, really not in a way that indicates to me it's a joke or a hobby, like genuinely seems to believe this. I liken a lot of this in a different way, but also similar to like QAnon or anything where people are just looking for a community and it kind of overtakes everything about your life. You become obsessed with it. And if your days are just spent in an echo chamber of looking up information and other people agreeing with you, you know, I mean, your bubble becomes very small. And if it's a unhealthy bubble, then that can become very taxing. Definitely. And you get the dopamine hit of like, oh, good job. You found those. Oh, good job. You look, you found that in the code. You've deciphered this. So you want to come back and it's addictive and new information is addictive. No, you're totally right. The QAnon uh, connection is strong, not connection, but the similarity is strong because you're exactly right. This person like quoted something out of a newspaper article that I then went and read and was like, it's an innocuous newspaper article. But if you're like looking for signs, suddenly everything's a sign. 
They're like, oh, Donald Trump like moved his hair away from his face. That if he touches his brow, that means sweat from the brow. And that means when Q said this and you're like, or his wig is like his hair is just matted and horrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or he Rudy giuliani himself and his... <laughs> Spray tan is just sweating right off. They're like trying to get it out. Giuliani is leaking. We know that means that there will be document leaks later today. It's all related. But what's and we're joking, but people really do make those connections. And when we did our whole QAnon episode, I mean, it tears families apart. This kind of like insidious thinking and this obsessive thinking. And this, I think people with this type of thing would probably believe, well, I guess with QAnon too, they believe they're doing something for the greater good Mm -hmm. to to literally make America great again. So with all of these things, perhaps people start out with good intentions and then it just snowballs into something that nobody really has a handle on anymore. Now, yeah, they don't even have a handle on themselves. No. Was Mike the coordinator of a group of mercenaries for hire? Was he inventing an alternative reality game where you pretend to be contract killers and inviting everyone on Reddit to play along with him? Was it all just an extension of his second life? Was it really the government setting up a sting operation to lure assassins with the fake job posting website? Or was it all just a guy trying to make his image hosting site a success? Did he concoct the death of his username to distract from his association with gross websites like R. Gelbait and Drunken Stepfather? And in the process, did he happen to inadvertently set off the Reddit Bureau of Investigation down a rabbit hole to nowhere? There is still no clear resolution to the mystery of Lake City Quiet Pills, but as long as there are questions, Reddit will provide unlimited space for anyone with a keyboard to offer their theories. Sinisterhood, we'll be right back. So what do we think? Well, I want to hear, I want to know. I want to know what you think. Well, like I said, it's a lot for my brain to understand. And and having discussed it and read it through it more, yeah, some things make a little more sense. But I guess what the crux of it that confuses me is, is what everyone is asking is like, what is all this? Like you start to read about it and you're like, okay, I get it. Okay. This might be going on, but then like too much stuff gets introduced. Right. And it becomes like, what are we really trying to do here? Well, is it to hide images you shouldn't be seeing? Is it to hide illegal stuff, contract killer type of stuff, or Occam's razor? Is it probably just a person that's playing some online game that did something like kind of fun. That's a, you know, you got to kind of go digging for it like a riddle. Like it's part of a whole like side quest in its own right. Yeah. And that's what some people will say like, Oh, it's like an alternative reality game. It's an ARG. I play it online. Real things are hidden around the internet. It's kind of like a scavenger hunt. You would go on in real life, but going on an online scavenger hunt. Yeah. And it's fun. And that's, I think that's maybe likely the thing or most likely I want to say this person has been proven to exist. I mean, as insofar as this private investigator is concerned and Nexpo has shows screenshots, of course, to Nexpo's credit and very smart, not showing this person's whole name and putting them fully on blast. Although 
Did you give enough information that, like, reasonably all of us can now go find that? I, maybe. I mean, I that's... think that any of these Redditors could go find someone given <laughs> right? a first name, a last initial, and all of this. I mean, they've done much more with way less. And I think that's funny that I saw this video and I thought, and you see on the subreddit, anytime people go, or on Reddit overall, people go, what is this Lake City Quiet Pills? They'll send people to the Nexpo uh, video. But even at the end of that, where he comes to the conclusion of, it is this person, yeah, we just don't know why. And so my question's like motivation. So it costs money to host a website, especially if you are hosting it on your own servers. It is expensive. That's an expensive thing to do, even if you're hosting it on cloud servers later on. You know, nowadays, most things in the cloud. But to do that, it's an ongoing expense for which he wasn't getting paid. That old guy's image host does not have a banner ads. It doesn't have a membership, doesn't have a subscription. You don't have to pay for it. It costs him money. And even after Milo, quote unquote, religion of peace died, every subsequent person that's been in charge of that, they haven't charged tickets. Nobody, you know, it's all just, it just kind of stays online. So so if he was doing it for money, it was a terrible idea because it just cost money and made none. So that's not a motive. So is it attention? Well, that's what I was wondering is if you are hosting an image site and you are knowingly hosting this site to allow illegal images, could you be getting money under the table? Specifically, he said, do not post anything illegal. Absolutely nothing with children. Do not post anything illegal. Which, to your question, certainly there could be offline payments, whatever. But everybody that's used this, this drunken stepfather forum, which is a whole side quest that we did not go down. Because like you said, I'm not going to go to that website. I don't even want to say it. I don't want to go to it. But it had like celebrity nudes and uh, it, whatever, anything that they needed a hosting place. They all kind of knew to go use that old guy's image host. And nobody on there ever said, well, you know, he secretly makes you pay. You know, it's one of those where mm -hmm. it got to be such a use case that like no one's if, if he was secretly charging people, they probably would have told him. My thing is, because you always talk about entrapment, he specifically said, absolutely no pictures of minors, nothing illegal. Do not post anything illegal or upload anything illegal on my site. Well, if you were trying to arrest people for ho posting illegal things, if you said, you can post anything here, even illegal things, is that entrapment? Versus if you said, I am offering a website, you better not use it for illegal stuff. And then people do use it for illegal stuff. And you're like, fucking got you. And then you go mm. and arrest them. So was it secretly, you know, uh, like that person said, they got contractors, government contractors, government agencies, they set up websites all the time. Yeah. So do you think that this was one dude, this Mike A, who was just made this site to kind of it was like a catch-all for just stuff he was into. Like, hey, upload images. But also, I'm really into Second Life, and I like to play a furry on Second Life. And I'm also into a lot of fetish stuff. So if you're into that, and I've never played Second Life, so I don't know what kind of add-ons. I don't know if that's yeah. what they're called. But yeah, like customized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like in any kind of game, like you have weapons you can equip that you find and stuff. So I'm assuming you buy stuff like that in Second Life. If certain things that some communities might want aren't available, and then this guy, Mike A, is making those available and hiding it within this code. I, it seems like too much is going on. Yeah. It's, it seems like there's got to be more than one person involved because there's just so many different like things happening. No, that's a good point. Cause you're like, what? This is sort of chaotic. The part with the hidden code, 
uh, aside from if we're going with the theory that this was like the FBI has rentahitman.com. Like they have like websites where you go if you were Googling like I need a contract killer and you there are widely reported news stories of people falling for this fake person that is owns this website that's like, I'm a hitman. I'd love to kill the person. Call me. Wow. And then when you call them, it's a fake FBI agent. So it's not like out of the realm of possibilities that mm-hmm. especially because it's not like rent a hitman looks all sleek and secretive. It looks kind of stupid and just idiots fall for it so it doesn't have to be slick to be like oh the government did this and in fact the amount of money they have it ain't a lot they're not going to have really nice web design so i I think rent a hitman would probably also not have a sleek website because (laughs) it's like bargain basement yeah on the dark web and you're just like putting something up you're not trying you know you're not trying to win any awards you're just like trying to get some calls in exactly you're like i'm just trying to rent i'm not trying to buy uh (laughs) i'm interested not that interested but if you took that to the extreme and you say he was posting all over the place you should use this host you should use this host you should use this host and simultaneously in the news it was brewing hey this new website's getting a lot of these users and we're really worried that some of these subreddits are are playing host to predators of all kinds child predators you know, preying on women, you know, uh, revenge porn, all this kind of stuff. And he was all over that website going, hey, use my host, use my host. Don't use these others, use mine. And Mm -hmm. it was working okay, but it wasn't great. And after this, it became pretty famous. We're talking about it. Millions of people are talking about it on YouTube. Oh, there's a million articles. I've viewed about it on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. podcasts, all sorts of stuff. So until Religion of Peace, quote unquote, died and Angel 2-6 took over and this mystery sort of unraveled on this page, the usership on it and the eyeballs on it weren't big you know it was there was some adoption but not total adoption well then all of a sudden you have a bunch of people using it on drunken stepfather and all that so at what point does the government if it is them go you know now we got too many people and everyone's just uploading nothing and this is pointless we use this to kind of trick people who were predators on reddit now that reddit's cleaned things up we don't really need this and in 2017 you kind of shut it down and mike a is uh a fake person that i i don't really know that if you say well if it goes beyond us you know if it's the government the government the fbi or a high-ranking organization that has the ability to manipulate records public records to where it would reflect that this was a real person and his name was mike and he owned all this stuff that could be possible and or you get him to be a contractor for you and go all we need you to do is run this website we just need you to host it so you do think it's the government? I don't think that. That's just one of the min- many theories. I my gut is that some some dude created a forum for people to upload inappropriate uh, child abuse material, or like you said, just any kind of inappropriate, like pornographic images and whatnot. Because I think that's kind of like what this gets tied back to i don't first it just seems like so weird and seedy and shady but then all the stuff about the contract killers and stuff i I don't really know if i have an answer about any of this what exactly what you said that's other people's theories of okay did you set this website up tell everybody absolutely don't post anything illegal but like if you don't kick them off for doing it yeah, You know, and so then if more eyeballs get on you and you go, well, I don't really want a bunch of people looking at this. I'm going to 
make a make it look like we're all hitmen and that we're dangerous and then they won't mess with us because they'll think we're you know taking people out and if you go digging <gasps> around and then you're or, like or oh no oh no why do we think it's why do we think it's hitmen why why wouldn't it be meetups for other causes and th- this but barely sociable said oh they're having swingers parties they use this to plan swingers parties or other yeah, people other types the- of parties or not or you know like um where you're coordinating like we're all into the same illegal yes. horrible stuff and we're all gonna be at this hotel or what or it's like trafficking codes i don't know you know or just like craigslist even there's like emojis and codes people used to and even still do use on there to like buy and sell stuff that's illegal yeah and that's a good point and some people have pointed that out of well what if it's trafficking and what if this there is enough eyeballs on this that i think if it was anything like that it would have already been shut down it's just there's millions and millions of youtube hits on it people on reddit are like i'm gonna report this to the fbi i'm gonna send this in the ic3 it's like the internet crimes the fbi has an entire internet crimes division i imagine if it was a coordinated large trafficking thing that it was had to do with reddit they would be paraded on the cover of every newspaper because you'd be like we did it we took them down ourselves so Mm -hmm. because of that the likely likeliest answer because i do think if there was anything truly nefarious it would have been shut down by now i think it was a weird guy was into Mm -hmm. weird second life, weird cosplay stuff. It stands to reason that if you're into role playing in one way, you might be into it in another way. So if you're into second life, maybe second life's not good enough for you anymore. And you do want to create an ARG. Someone in the comments mentioned that possibly based on their research, Mike a and religion of peace some of their comments indicated that maybe they wanted to write stuff or were interested in creativity so instead of writing a novel you create a, an internet mystery and then yeah. you're living it and then maybe in a few years you capitalize and i don't know mike a is writing his grand novel that we don't know about but it does seem yeah, like it i think there that makes sense and language wise it's all one person and when you read um the tonality and the structure of the sentences i think it's all one person and i it seems like it was for a i like weirdo stuff and maybe he thought he was going to be an imager uh host competitor someday and actually make money on it or he never wanted to make money and it was just about you know expanding the circle of people who are into the same kinky sick stuff that you are or just having like something creative and what he would think is fun to do. Like, I mean, a lot of people would like to create this whole online world Mm -hmm. and mystery that they're, you know, I mean, it's like playing God and you get to see it all play out in front of you. There's something exciting and thrilling about that. So yeah, the simplest explanation I think would be it's this dude who's just into some stuff, but I still think that, um, some nefarious things are probably happening whether he wanted them to or not there's no way that shit wasn't uploaded to that site that shouldn't have been well and if you i mean are you gonna sit there and manually look at every image or manually scan every image? like you can't do that especially not back then now there's probably ai that could go through and say appropriate inappropriate whatever and flag mm-hmm. it but yeah back then you're right he it's just a sh- by sheer volume he couldn't have controlled all that and who's to say that that's not why it all got shut down in 2017 where you're like ah because you'd be on the hook for it if somebody uploads it to your server and you own that server in your house 
that's your image that you now are in possession of. And the statute is possession of blank. So, yeah. Shut it down. Smarted up and decided to shut it down, but couldn't resist that cow video like so many of us. <laughs> got us. The cows rubbing the cow them. got him. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Well, let us know what you think this mystery, Reddit's greatest unsolved mystery, may be. Yeah. Are you, Mike A? Yeah. If you're religion of peace... <laughs> Fuck Please off. let us know. Say, yeah. Let me know. But don't <laughs> let me know. It's fine. You can let Nexpo know. Well, if you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content. We just recently posted a true crime headlines update on the Idaho murders, as well as the Menendez brothers, some updates on those cases. This month's mini-sode was also about the murder of Eric Richens, which has been all in the headlines recently. His wife, Corey Richens, has been charged with his murder for poisoning him. She also, in the meantime, before she was arrested, wrote a book on how to deal with grief to help her children. So it's yeah. pretty gross. She's very gross. It's a, it's a, she's a monster. And we talk all about that in this month's mini-sode. And for recent patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. And if you want to get some Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Shop on the top banner. You can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets at Sinisterhood.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SinisterhoodPod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We're also on YouTube and TikTok, and you can go to Cameo.com, search Sinisterhood, and book us for your personalized video shout-out. Christy, where are you at on the computer? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Stephanie G. Monique Vilashek, Chelsea Lair, Leah, Emma Hoskins, Michelle Campbell, Marissa, Greta A. Owens, Michelle Galloway, Tara Lynn, B.C. Tucker, Elm Chanted, Jordan Arnold, Anna P., Bree, and Fawn Vivant. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We could not do this without you. We sincerely appreciate all your love and support. We hope you pronounce your names correctly. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Wah-ha-ha-ha. <laughs>